Hello, welcome once again to Boats, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast, a weekly podcast discussing the HBO television show Westworld, where we come on and discuss uh, the specific episode that occurred this week, and that episode came out yesterday, April 5th, and we're recording this April 6th of 2020. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Phil, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? This is Mike. Mike, how are you? I, I, I've had better days. How are you, Phil? Yeah, hanging in there. Doing all right. It was good weather today, so that was good. Uh, work was crazy, though, so I didn't get to do a long walk at lunch. So that was disappointing. But these things do happen. First world problems. Um, <laughs> now... Uh, who we are for folks who are new to the podcast we are uh, a sister podcast to dark discussions podcast so if you want to find us on the web uh search for uh darkdiscussions.com which is the website and that website is the umbrella podcast for this podcast so uh, uh dark discussions is where we discuss a genre film weekly critique and review it and that comes out weekly uh, throughout the year, while uh, Bullets, Brothels, and Bots is just a seasonal uh, podcast. However, you can find this podcast two ways. You can find it on uh, anywhere podcasts are found, and you can either search for Dark Discussions Podcast, where this podcast will appear, along with Dark Discussions Podcast itself, or you can just search for uh, Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast, and then you would get that feed where you would only hear this podcast and none of our subsidiary podcasts. Uh, we do have a Facebook group called Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group, which is where we discuss uh, this podcast. And we have an email at darkdiscussions at aol.com where you can give us your thoughts on each episode of Westworld alongside us, and we will read that email on the podcast. Uh, let's see, uh, what else do we have? Uh, anything else that we wanted to bring up? Well, yeah, I'm, we're actually, I think what we, I would say we're semi-seasonal, right? Because we, we, we're not every, we're not every year because HBO can't keep a annual schedule going. So <laughs> that's true. We, we, that's we're true. like every 18 months or so, I think with this podcast, yeah, let's call it sporadic, sporadic. Yeah. There we go. But that's not our <laughs> I mean, we could do it weekly, but there would be a lot of reruns. <laughs> Welcome to Bold Problems Bots, episode 562. Still no new episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to discuss minute three of episode 17. You know, it's a... Uh, right. uh, so, it is what it is. So, uh, we will be here just for this season of Westworld season three, and then we'll go on hiatus until season four. We will do a wrap up episode, uh, for the season as well. And, uh, our thoughts and, uh, uh, I guess guesses of the future. Um, so, uh, let's get into some, uh, general Westworld stuff. So Westworld podcast, uh, is, uh, talking about, uh, the mother of exiles, which is, an episode uh, directed by Paul Cameron, uh, who uh, this is his first episode of this season. Uh, I'm not sure if he's done others, but uh, he has been the director of uh, the 2000 film Gone in 60 Seconds, 
um, and he was a uh, a um, uh, done a much other a lot of other things too, um, which is interesting. Oh no, actually, you know what? I'm I'm mistaken here. He's a cinematographer. And that's and this is actually uh, what he he hasn't really directed any film. So what he did was he was a cinematographer of Gone in sixty seconds, Swordfish, uh, the great uh, Tom Cruise film Collateral. Uh, he did Total Recall, the remake, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Den, Dead Men Tell No Tales, uh, the Liam Neeson film The Commuter, among other films. Uh, so he's mostly known as a cinematographer. Um, and uh, this was written by Jordan Goldberg and uh, Lisa Joy. Lisa Joy, the one of the, the uh, showrunners of um, Westworld, uh, and the wife of Jonathan Nolan, uh, who is also the showrunner. Uh, last week's episode, the absence of field, uh, got point eight million, so eight hundred thousand viewers during its airing. But as me, Mike, and Eric have discussed in prior episodes those numbers really don't really mean anything uh, anymore because of streaming services. Um, so it, uh, it is up, but while we're under quarantine, in case you happen to be listening to this podcast in the future, uh, yes, this is during the, uh, the period before the COVID-19 virus had wiped out civilization. Um, you know, that, that uh, we expect more people to be turning in, right? Cause wasn't it only like 0.7 for the first episode or something like that. Uh, yeah, uh, actually it's, it may have been, but now it says 0.9 for the first episode. Then episode right. two was 0.78, and then oh, okay. episode three was 0.8. So, so the yeah, last two episodes, have been, been, yeah, yeah. So it's been pretty consistent. Um, so this episode here is called "The Mother of Exiles," and that's uh, just some research, and I'm sure you did too, Mike, and maybe even you, Eric. Um, it's uh, a poem from uh, Emma Lazarus who uh, wrote a poem called, the, or a sonnet, I should say, called The New Colossus. Um, and it basically uh, was written to raise money for the pedestal for the empire, I'm not I'm sorry, the Statue of Liberty. Um, and the poem actually fits perfectly with this uh, episode of the show, uh, The Colossus, um, The New Colossus, is in reference to the Statue of Liberty, uh, which is a reference to the old Colossus of Rhodes, one of the seven um, great achievements of man that doesn't exist anymore. Um, so let me just read the poem quick. It's, it's pretty short, uh, but it, it has some interesting things to say. So uh, it goes, uh, Not like the brazen giant of Greek fame, with conquering limbs astride from land to land, here at our sea-washed sunset gates shall stand a mighty woman with a torch, whose flame is the imprisoned lighting and her name, Mother of Exiles. From her beacon hand glows worldwide welcome, her mild eyes command the air-bridged harbor that twin cities frame. Keep ancient lands your storied pomp, cries she with silent lips. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuse of your teeming shore send these the homeless, tempest-tossed to me, I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Um, so that's uh, her sonnet. Um, before we get into the episode, uh, we do have a new email from one of our listeners. Uh, it's a short one, actually. Uh, and it is from Sean Fox. 
from the, so the segment what does the fox say but there's no sound that no one knows what does the fox say And this is what he says. Uh, hey, gang. Well, another week of madness has passed in the real world and glad to have a chance to say hello again. Just a quick one. As I was up late and I just finished my day 12 exercise routine, I will let you discuss all the big topics as you so eloquently do each episode. But I am not so sure I am on the bandwagon of liking the payoff of Team Dolores being that they are all literally Dolores playing upon or using that similar Agent Smith trick from the Matrix trilogy. I enjoyed the episode for everything but that reveal. The action sequences were fun, and seeing Ed Harris again was great. I most enjoyed trying to figure out just what truths are truly truthful from Serac. LOL. Thank you again for all your time and efforts. I am hoping that you, your loved ones, and all the listeners are still healthy and safe as we continue in this era of pandemic. Take care, and until next time, Sean from St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. What does the fox say? And so uh, we'll talk about that. I know, Mike, you uh, were discussing on uh, the Internet with uh, people, and they still couldn't figure out who the pearls were, even though... <laughs> Sean Fox just told us what it was, and it was blatantly said in the episode. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, 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 wait. Ford is inhaled? No! What the... Ah! Ugh! I, I mean, just the... Look, I get this is a show that's, that you have to pay attention to. I got it. But this, this season has not been that hard and to follow. And pay attention. And, and <laughs> just pay, pay attention. And, and when they... When they tell you things, I understand that there are times, and we have criticized the show sometimes being a little bit too obtuse, particularly in season two. They're being really, really clear, but there are people who are married to conspiracy theories and trying to, because they got fooled previously, they're not going to get fooled again. And so they're trying to outthink the writers, missing the fact that the writers have pulled off tricks. They have been fairly elegant when they've done it successfully, like Dolores being in Charlotte Hale, or William being the man in black, or Arnold being a host, uh, or sorry, Bernard being a host. All these things, there's evidence there. They're not just pulling stuff out there behind. And that's why so many people were able to figure stuff out from uh, uh, the Red Bill Redditors, as you like to call them, Phil, back in the first season. They figured out what was going on. Um, and so they, they're thinking... The whole thing is a simulation, like they're living in the Matrix. You know, nobody is real. You know, they're missing things. Like, I can understand maybe you're missing them putting the glasses on Charlotte Hale so that when Serac disappeared last episode that you might think he was just a simulation or why that's, that's and, and not getting that she was wearing VR goggles. I get somebody might have missed that. Okay, you glance down at the phone, whatever. Stuff like that happens. But here, literally, there's a, what, about two-minute scene Right, bold, italics, underlined, we are all Dolores. <laughs> yeah, it's not subtle. And, and and I understand that 
you know, there's going to be a couple of rule, th- schools of thought about this. School, school of thought number one, oh, that's cool. School, school of thought number two would be... Um, that's dumb. That, that Sean Fox, which is, meh. And then school of thought number three is going to be, that's not what I wanted it to be, therefore it sucks. Um, I like playing the game of guessing, but keep yourself open to what the writers are actually telling you. Um, and if for some reason they're living in a simulation, great. They'll tell you when you have to know. Right now, they're trying to tell the story that's, that's, that's there, and it requires you believing certain things, like Serac is real, the world is real. You know, I, I was getting in this round-to-round conversation with someone who just couldn't quite grasp the fact, like, how do you know who is a human host and who is a host? It's like the, the human hosts are the ones like, you know, aren't like the, the uh, James Delos was the, the human host or whatever, you know, it's a terminology issue. But he couldn't yeah, get it through his say, head. I don't know if I'd use those words, but I was, know that. But he, but he, he couldn't he was get the replication of a consciousness, right? But he he couldn't get it through his head that the people in the real world were actually real people, and what the difference was between the people and the hosts because they're all hosts. It's like no, no, they're not. Why do you think they're all? Why do you people think Caleb is a host? People think Sirach is a host. People think everybody is a host now, and they think that that that. Uh, that the man in black is a host. It's everybody's. A, it's like no, no. Or they're thinking they're simulations, if not a host. Or or or, or they're all illusions. Yes, it's all. Uh... <laughs> right. I, I must admit that uh, when uh, Stubbs is brought the beer from uh, Bernard, uh, I, I perked up a little. Go. Aren't they robots? But oh yeah, they still like food and, and drinking the booze and stuff. So made sense. So maybe that's confusing people too. Why yeah. is Stubbs drinking maybe. beer and eating food? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, oh, I don't. by the way, just as an interesting side note here, since you brought up Stubbs, um, I read something in an interview um, that made me feel better. Uh, which is that, remember, I was complaining about how Stubbs uh, put his gun down and used an axe uh, yes. in that in that fight uh, previously. Uh, his, and in this episode, they make a point of uh, some dialogue saying that his shoulder was hurt because they had to swim. Um, here's the deal with all of that, uh, which is that Liam Hemsworth apparently uh, at some point was trying to hang a very large television um and popped the bicep off his bone <laughs> on one of his arms. Yeah, and it was it was right before they started filming uh, the season. Um, so yeah, one of his arms in real life was totally messed up, uh, and they kind of rode around it like this. So that's why that was all going on. But why was he still using an axe if his arm, shoulders well, hurt? Right yeah, if he. If you watch him run down the hall with the axe, I, I noticed this last week. Maybe we didn't. I guess we didn't discuss it. It's, he's holding his arm down to the side. He doesn't move <laughs> yeah, his arm hardly at all. So he's yeah, just using the axe. The reasons I think because he and then when he hits people with the axe, he hits them with the flat of the blade. And, yeah. and I and I think that's just because he's trying to oh, not, not to kill the folks. not yeah, to kill the people. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why it's a weird fight is because he hurt himself. And I had that conversation uh, again on, on the internet. Someone couldn't understand why the choreography of the fight with Dolores was terrible. It's like because the real actor 
hurt his shoulder. His shoulder right. his arm is not working. You know, it's just. Oh. <laughs> All right, I thought that, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine too. I don't know what he was yeah. complaining about. No, it was good. Yeah, yeah the only thing it. I was complaining about was when bullets are flying and people are fighting in the middle of a a party and no one's caring about it. That's the thing I was confused about. <laughs> it was a little weird. However, I think they tried to write it off as people were like drugged up or whatever. Yeah, that's all I can think of too. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. So uh, I guess we can start and talk about anything and everything. And as f- folks know, since this is a uh, discussion of the latest episode, obviously uh, there's no such thing as a spoiler alert because why else would you be listening unless right. you wanted to hear what folks were talking about on the latest episode or what happened? Uh, so we can talk about anything. So uh, the big one, yeah, the big reveal was uh, Dolores is all the pearls. And first of all, it makes sense because that's the only person she can trust. And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And since she's not like Maeve who can kind of control robots. And second, um, it makes it, it's more interesting. Now her cuddling with, with, uh, herself, Charlotte, herself. Yeah. Because you, you love yourself more than anything else, technically. Cause if you don't, then, I guess you're doomed as a, a living being. And uh, so that makes a little more sense too. So uh, even though it was a, a little humorous now when you look back as well. Um, I don't know. What did you guys think of the payoff on that one? Uh, or, or the, as Mike said, there's three. You either loved it, you meh, or you say that sucks because that's not what I wanted. Well, uh, I want to share a little fun moment I had last night because I, I follow uh, Evan Rachel Wood on Twitter. And before the episode aired, she tweeted out, is everybody ready for tonight? Uh, and I, re- I replied to her, if we don't find out who's in Charlotte's body, I'm going to hurl something at my television. Um, and she liked my tweet. So that was fun. Ooh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, so, nice. I, so I thought the, uh, I thought the payoff was, was fun um, and unexpected. Maybe a little on the lame side, but I'm willing to live with it uh, for the momentary surprise factor because I, I like like last week we were all guessing we were all totally fucking wrong, uh, <laughs> and we yeah. never even considered that possibility. So I thought it was fairly clever in that regard. Yeah, it's like 30 minutes we were discussing who is it, and we started you know, and it was like off and nothing. It's kind of funny. That's what the show. It, it was kind of like season one all over again. <laughs> <laughs> right. still, um yeah i'm still i'm still impressed that evan rachel wood liked your tweet art that's awesome yeah. that's she's cool uh, know, it's still it's still cool but she, it's fun yeah. yeah um yeah for we're me, all dolores now <laughs> well, you know if you uh, want something done right uh yeah so uh yeah exactly um yeah i i liked it actually um it uh makes sense and it's shows that she's not sloppy after all and because i was kind of saying that she was kind of sloppy last week and she is very uh much in control uh which is smart for something that uh she's trying to do because the less people like you know we, we always know if you create a robbery or you do a terrorist act there's always if you the more people that are involved the more likely everybody's going to get caught because there's going to be a couple that fuck up or say something. And, uh, by her only having, I guess, Caleb 
and everybody else is just her replicated, um, there's not going to be much of a, a chance that she's going to get screwed up unless she screws up herself. Mm-hmm. Which, which she, might. <laughs> she, she might. Let's, yeah, but, and, but at least it's only on her, and it's not because she's like, oh, shoot, I screwed up. I trusted that asshole. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have some questions regarding a particular plot line of this episode. Oh, but before we get there, so my, my uh, as for me, the, the whole Dolores thing, there, there is some fun in my mind to being given clues and figuring out the puzzle. Uh, someone on the Westworld fan site really did an excellent job of going through and picking uh, all the clues as to why Charlotte was, in fact, Peter Abernathy. And they were solid. These weren't speculation. You know, talking about, you know, she's used quotes from Shakespeare and he had a former personality as a as a, as an actor doing Shakespeare theater. Uh, that he had a previous role as a host had been a as a as a cannibal and you know you know mentioned that he was a predator the the idea of being a father and his close relationship to was all this stuff made sense you know I was already leaning that way to begin with but this one really did a great job with it and then of course this week just kind of knocks that all down which I don't mind that knocking down but I kind of yeah, it's a little bit of a cheat of it being, oh, hey, she has the ability to do this thing that we never said anybody had the ability to do before. You know, it's just kind of, uh, all right, I understand. Yes, we can, we, we're all familiar with software. We understand we can copy things. But it still kind of feels a little cheaty to me. Um, but yeah, you know. It does, but uh, like I said, I'm willing to let it slide. But, yeah, but it's, it's, it's still neat, and I, and I have some questions. I'm still, you know... Maybe there's some some stuff going on with, with the the time. There's just seems weird the conversation she had with Charlotte last, you know, Charlotte Hale last week of her, you know, not knowing who she is, and that one seemed to have a much harder time accepting who she was than the other Dolores's did. And so I don't know what was really going on with that. So I don't know if there's going to be more to it. We still, I still have questions about why Bernard suddenly had a. Uh, red and gray pearl when pre last season he had a, just a gray pearl you know that's a but that's a slightly different issue and i'm still trying to find out you know was it five pearls including bernard or without bernard it, yeah, it was without I'm, bernard dolores recreated bernard and well even that there's just again people disputing that on online was was it did she just recreate his body or did she recreate the pearl as well uh and it you know, I went back and reread it, and I don't know that it was a hundred percent clear. Um, so yeah, I could go kind of either way with that. Um, but I think those are answers that we're going to get, right? I mean, just because we didn't get them now is not necessarily uh, anything wrong with that. But yeah, so I thought it's a fun idea. A little, like I said, a little disappointed that they went that way. Uh, I would have liked it to have really been a puzzle and not a aha, you know, upturn the overturn the apple cart. But it's going to be fun seeing where it goes from here. Sure, sure. I mean, it it is interesting. I mean, the thing is, is that um, obviously the Yakuza boss we just met uh, th- this episode, and we didn't have much of um, uh, th- the Scottish guy in the prior episodes. So we don't, you know, and so it was really just Charlotte, who was the, the person we could really try to 
find hints with. And there were a couple, like, uh, you're the only person I can trust. And, and then when Charlotte says, why are you in your own body while I have to wear this body and stuff? So, I mean, if you really want to do the Red Bull and Reddits, there's hints there that can be interpreted that it's not just a overturning the apple cart. Um, but um, I, I could see how it would be one of the least likely for folks to consider because I mean, we didn't even, none of us considered it. It didn't even occur to us that she could replicate herself. Um, so, so well, basically I mean, the pearls that she swiped were probably just empty pearls. Right. And then she just loaded them up with her own. Uh, right. I think but, she loaded them before she swiped them, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Cause that's when she had access to all the machinery that could do that. Right. Yeah, well, that's true. But but she also yeah that's true because I mean she has the access as we just find out now in this episode she had access to uh, creating the bodies and we saw the the house and the and the hardware that did that's it. just the bodies though right but that's just the bodies yeah you're right so it's yeah, yeah. right and and even then you know it's I mean let, let's be honest when she did it is maybe an interesting thing but in the long run you know it's 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 sequential to the story yeah it's yeah. Like right. she, at some point she did it um i did like that they kind of flipped it around where everyone was wondering about the pearls now they said well she asked for bodies oh wait so now we can ask the question of whose bodies did she ask for right um right. and so you got the uh the mercenary from shogun world showing up which i thought was great to see him back because that was a total surprise um, that uh, I hadn't guessed. Uh, Musashi, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was his name. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we, I, we, I, we did kind of say it's pro- it could be one of the the from the Asian world or Japan world, but we or, or Shogun world, whatever it was called, and we we kind of poo pooed it because it's, ah, it was only one episode and a half. So right. just like the Native Americans, we kind of just uh, so we and, went and, to the yeah go on and no and no connection to Dolores either. That, that's exactly right. None, no connection to Dolores at all. That was all Maeve's story. You're right. But these are just bodies, right? right. Um, you know, I, I, I you know, there's still still stuff out there. There's, but so that now leaves if there were only these pearls, and she does talk about how. Uh, you know, we have to gain control of Delos if we ever want to have make any more like us. So I'm I'm going to assume, you know, and again, this was my thing in trying to guess uh, who was who is that they weren't going to uh, really play fast and loose with the rules, which of course eventually they did. Um, and uh, my question is, then who is the last pearl? Right, because we got four of them. Right, patience, my friend, patience. Oh, I know. Well, but the good, so whose body <laughs> is she? Is she? Is she going to end up in? Is she going to end up in in Teddy's body? Because that could be really weird and kinky. <laughs> uh, I I have a semi prediction, uh, or let's call it a guess, because um, when she meets up uh, when Maeve, uh, actually, we'll we'll get to that scene later. Um, but when Musashi comes into play, I have something to say about that. Uh, but I have a question about this whole thing that kicks off the episode. Well, it's kind of interwoven, but uh, the whole thing with um, 
what the hell is the character's name? Uh, Liam Dempsey. Um, and stealing his money. So, I mean, I understand that having more money is always good. Um, was there, did I, did I miss part of the plan here? Uh, is, is there a plan for what they're going to do with that money or did they just want to take it away from him? I, I, yeah, you know what? I, I wasn't quite sure either. I was thinking about that last night at around midnight, believe it or not. I just, you know, re- going over the episode, I was going like, all right, yeah, okay, so, sure, she needs more money and whatnot. But, you know, she's done it before, uh, as we find out when we, we see the Ciroc Maeve scene in the mm-hmm. house she, where she replicated the bodies, where they talk about it. But the only reason I could think they would want to show it again or show them doing it is we, as a, t- two reasons. One, the audience didn't understand how she could fund herself but they could have just showed Sarah saying, you know, that comment where uh, someone died in a pool and, and his money disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, on two was just to show more powers or, or abilities she has to cheat the system, to maybe a thriller, just to make the more of a thrill, the you know, action type piece. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's well, that's all I could think of. Well, I just rewatched the episode, and I did pick up two pieces of information I had missed before, um, or I think I missed the first last night. So the fir- and that that I think answered the question because I don't think she's just you know saving up to get a uh, an LG TV, um, but uh, I think what it is is that she mentions that. Uh, I think this was in the maybe in the Maeve storyline that she bought these bodies using money she got from a guy who drowned in his own swimming pool. Mm-hmm. So that's a callback to the guy who episode died. One. It, episode mm-hmm. one of this season. Right. So I'm going to guess these bodies aren't cheap. And so that's probably where a very large amount of her money has gone. Okay. That's part one. And then part two is they mention they're trying to get money that that they that what they want to do is to buy, uh, the, they want to basically buy the uh, uh, buy Delos, and I'm guessing that's going to need a lot more money than Swimming Pool Guy has. Swimming Pool Guy probably gave them the money to buy all the cars and guns they want, mm-hmm. but it's it's not going to let them you know buy Exxon Mobil or something. You know, it's not going to let them buy uh, you know one of the largest corporations uh, in the world. That's really confusing though, because there's also this whole conversation between uh, uh, Charlotte for, let's just use that name to keep it straight uh, (laughs) between Charlotte and uh, William about getting his votes to take the company private. So which is it? I think what's going to, well, see put to make the company public. She said, didn't no, she? No, private. They want oh, to yeah, she wants to private. turn it private. So, so oh, well, they because, can't be bought out. They can't be oh, bought out. Oh, because I think then Hale will have enough money, right, to buy the stock. Or that she'll do it on behalf of... Okay. Um, that would be my guess. I, I have very little understanding, really, of how all that stuff works. So, But my guess is that... That would be my guess, is that they're going to use that to 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 corner the market 
Okay. Uh, sort of like they did with uh, Frozen, Con- Frozen Concentrated Orange Juice back in Trading Places. I think that's ah, That movie's awesome. Uh, something else I just wanted to note is that uh, John Gallagher Jr. is Liam Dempsey. There's a scene where, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Connell's. Uh, Connell's pretty much forces him to give up his hash key, which is how they're able to steal the money in the first place. Um, and in order to identify yourself, you just have to put your finger on on the tablet. And the way he did that was like the most infantile gesture you could possibly do. He like jams his thumb on the tablet, and he's like, "Yeah." Just, he came just short of making that noise when he did it. It was pretty funny, in my opinion. So, is I mean, is a hash key something they invented for this, or is that a thing? No, a hash key. Uh, actually, I, I can answer this because. Well, that's why I asked you. I, I was yeah, my uh, my my company uses hash codes for a lot of things, um, and uh, basically, it's a it's a security measure. It's a unique identifier um, that's created. Um, that w- would be very, 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 very hard to duplicate. Okay, it's, it's like a fob, maybe. Not exactly the same. It's 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 informational. It's it's a sequence of characters. Gotcha. But it's a very long one. <laughs> right, right. I mean, my I, my my thing with security is trying to hide things from students who can't remember how to get into their own email accounts. So, <laughs> well, you have it easy then. Yes, you don't have to deal with hosts. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can, I can have a one, one number encryption, and they'll have, they have to one, take two, about three, four, nine. five, six. That's a combination on my luggage. Yes. <laughs> oh, what was that from? Spaceballs. That was it. Yeah. Oh, the better one was uh, the office when they kept on trying to find out the Wi-Fi password, and then boobs. someone says, "Yeah, boobs," and, and it, it goes, "No, it doesn't work. It's boobs with a Z." <laughs> that's it <laughs> everybody just rolls their eyes oh so that, that reminds me when I was uh, walked in on the guys in the computer lab uh, trying to set up the the filter like for what the kids aren't supposed to be able to access with the school computer and sure. for some reason they asked me you know what words should they be including and I was like <laughs> first and I was like they're sort of running. so first of all you gotta realize they have to spell the words wrong you know you gotta like Spell penis with two N's, you know, (laughs) (laughs) boobs with a Z, you know, all that stuff because, you know, uh, they're stupid. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) speaking of boobs, let's go back to the the party. Oh, yeah, there's some boobs at the party. There are boobs at the party, yes. Uh, So what was the thing you were unclear about or that you had a question about or comment? That was the thing, the the whole transfer of money. Oh, okay. More than just boobs at the party. Yes, yes, Phil. Settle down, boobs. But but I didn't have an easy transition. We were talking boobs, so. No, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) All right, so let's let's talk about the party a bit, a little bit. There's a party. Yeah. Uh, Basically, it's... uh, a party where you you bid on robots and and a lot of them are were they robots? I, I don't, don't think they were robots. People. I think they were people. Oh, they don't I, have robots in the real world. Okay, well then not like that. Then they were They were pro- people that it was a fundraiser. Had, They're bidding on prostitutes. Yeah, yeah he makes the yeah he makes the comment about yeah. the prostitute. 
Um, That's right. The one, the Liam says, I don't enjoy fucking whores. And then his right. friend says, sex is always transactional. If you're unaware of that, you're just being billed indirectly. Yes. <laughs> Which I thought was a great fucking line. <laughs> it kind of reminds me that doesn't, uh, I think Maeve says something like that uh, in the very first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, of the of the of the series, right? Where she yeah. says something about it always has a price. We just ours just are, are you know clearly you know marked and, and hung up for, for for you to see. Uh-huh. Um, so very similar comment. So I thought that was a nice callback. Um, which I'm sure now is going to convince some people that Liam's friend is actually Maeve. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. Yeah, not what I'm saying. Um, yeah, so so this and this is out in the open, so it appear. I assume this isn't like a hidden party, underground party, you know, because something like that would be underground today because it would be scandalous. Uh, This thing is large underground events. Yeah, that's true, especially now. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just curious that they would. uh, that such a thing would be be legal, uh, not legal. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, okay, with you know, I mean, may, maybe maybe in Singapore there's there's no me too's or something. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I just don't know. Well, I mean, he makes his Liam's friend makes the comment that the prostitutes are providing a far more valuable service to society than Liam is. <laughs> that is <laughs> true. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and, and there were male. Pro- as well, it wasn't just female. So, and there are yeah. areas of the world where prostitution is legal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of places. Oh, there's. Oh, well, there's all sorts of things legal in Singapore, from what I've been told. <laughs> I don't know what you mean, but all right. Uh, if you don't know what I mean, you don't want to know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, yes. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Let's okay. move on. Move uh, on. Get a second. Um. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, so what's, uh, what do you want to discuss about? Flustered now. Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Um, all right, so let's talk about, uh, um, I guess everybody's going after the same person, basically, which is, uh, the doofus. The doofus? Yeah, um, was the guy that was uh, in the asparagus no. movie? It wasn't. Was, you're such. Oh my god! No, but no, 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 I was just going to keep saying it. Yeah, I was just going to say it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, which guy is that? Uh, the guy that was in Belco Experiment. Uh, which guy is that? John Gallagher, uh, Liam Dempsey. So the Liam Dempsey oh, okay. character. Um, everybody wants to get him. Uh, from, because he's the guy that uh, I guess will uh, I guess they can he has the keys to the the uh, a part you know he owns a good percentage of the company right and they basically want him so Bernard is after him to save him while Dolores is after him for another reason. To, I think to let him. I don't. I don't know. I'm confused, right? Because you. Because well, this is what Bernard, thing, says. He says, Bernard says that he thinks that they're going to kill 
Liam and replace him with a host that's controlled right. by Dolores. But that's but he's not wrong. the case. He's completely they wrong. They already did it with, uh, what's his face? Uh, Connell. Yes, uh, that's right. Later episode. Yep. He's like, oh, they didn't do it with him. They did it with you instead. You know what's funny is Wiki has already replaced all the characters. Uh, it says, uh, Tommy Flanagan as Martin Cornelis slash Dolores Abernathy. Charlotte Oof. Hill. <laughs> Doesn't say that on IMDb. Yes, it now says it here on Wikipedia. Uh, Hiroyuki oh, Sanada as yeah. Musashi Saito and Dolores Abernathy. And then uh, t- t- uh, Tessa Thompson. Charlotte Hill slash Dolores Abernathy. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Though, so they give it away right there. Um, yeah, so the funniest thing I ever saw like that was back when uh, Melrose Place was on the air. Uh, Heather Locklear's character on that show married just about every male character on that show. Uh, and at one point on IMDb, they had her last name hyphenated um, with everybody oh, so. she'd married in the show. And it was like eight or nine last names. It was hilarious. But then they changed it. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. I guess. Uh so, um, Eric, you were talking about your, yeah, your opinion. So, uh, she, or, or was you, Mike, one of you said it, they went after, um, Connell, Connell's instead. Yeah. Bernard, so, Bernard thought the plan was to go after Liam and replace him with a host, but right. then discovered that they'd replace Connell's instead. Right. Now, why is that? As, as to where that's going to end up, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, I think the the whole thing with the 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 kill him and replace him thing that that's just a shout out to Future World, right? And and Beyond Westworld, the TV series, right? Because that was that was the that was the plot on that on those on that in that film and that series. Mm-hmm. Um, so I and and of course, you know, they know fans are going to be thinking that, right? You know, but just as you're sort of like how they flipped around the Man in Black. You know, from a robot to human, I, I think that that's too obvious. It's not what they're going to be doing. Now, why did they want to leave Liam as is? What is it about Liam that's so damn special that uh, they're not going to flip him? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, they need him for something. Uh, maybe right. it was that that maybe it was just that they needed him for doing the hash. getting the money, but mm-hmm. yeah, they're getting the hash key. You know, but that's been done now. Um, we'll see. I, it's weird. I didn't, I didn't notice it last night because I, I walked away. That's not entirely true. I went to sleep fully, you know, had satisfied with the episode. I still am, but I didn't really click in my mind that they really resolved nothing in the episode. They leave Maeve like conscious, knocked out on the floor. Well, she She's gets knocked out. She dead. Or, well, well, dead for a well, host. Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> right. They, that's they, they replaced the bar. That's the thing about this show is that you could just re- replace them every ten seconds. It's not like Game of Thrones. But right. Anyway, but yeah. So yeah. But so right. So they've they've neutralized Maeve. They've kidnapped Liam. It's it's as close to a cliffhanger as I think that Westworld has given us. The the right. information no. we do get is that Williams cheese done slid off his cracker. Um, he's he's gone off the deep end. Um. Is suffering from multiple hallucinations, or is he? No, nah, he is. <laughs> or no, nah, he is. Is he? He is. 
<laughs> the ending of the episode pretty much proved that. Ah, but remember, um, they put we saw Dolores, uh, sorry, Charlotte stick something into his neck. When? When they're taking him away. I totally missed that. Yeah, she 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 reaches behind him and sticks like like holds grabs his neck, mm-hmm. and and when she take grabs his neck we see like a little needle pop out of her fingertip and jam him in the neck. I totally missed that. Phil, did you see that? Repeat this spike. Yeah. I'm completely confused. What happened? Yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte, Dolores Hale. Yeah. Stabs something into, into, uh, William's neck, the man in black's neck. Huh? Oh, I didn't see that that again. Now we don't know what, and I mean, there are people assuming that that's where the vision of um, uh, what do you call of Dolores is coming from. Uh, I don't know if it was a drug. I don't well, know. He if was it's having a, hallucinations before that, though. Or was he? He was. God damn it! Stop it. <laughs> well, there is that missing pearl, and we do know that in the from the post credit sequence of the far, far future that there is a um an Ellie bot or whatever her name is. His What's daughter? her daughter? Or Grace, but yes. Uh what is Grace. her name? Grace. Grace. Okay. Or is what and then she went by something else. I don't remember what it was. No, it's just Grace. Right. Um but yes, yeah, so um look, I am not saying that's what it is. I'm just saying you know, cause we never see him physically interact with her. He definitely had a break with reality. I'm saying he's cuckoo. Um, he seemed to have, I, I think he had a psychotic break at the end of season two, right? He's what Phil would refer to it, as a mental health individual. Absolutely. No, no, no. Uh, what I would refer to as a behavioral health individual. <laughs> he, he had a clear psychotic break. Well, do you, do you think do you think he's it's a combination of that, but also they're playing with him too? I think it might be. I think that they might that it's that they are to some degree exacerbating his delusions Attached. and his insecurities and, and all the rest of it. I think they're they're yeah they're escalating well, I'm it. I have to go back and see what what Charlotte did, but but maybe man that would be a mean trick if she like put something in there so like Dolores could transmit hallucinations that would be fucking awesome yeah it would be because he's kind of sort of well i mean it, dep- it depends because again it was just robots yeah i mean this like you don't expect your sex doll to come to life right i mean <laughs> right uh even if it's a really good looking sex doll that doesn't have like the permanent o face um <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. Like this thing so elegantly. Oh, yes. Elegant. That's the word. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Elegancy. Oh, by the um, way, um, just uh, like I'm, I'm browsing Twitter right now, and Evan Rachel Wood just replied to somebody tweeting at her, asking her if she did the fight with Stubbs in high heels, uh, because she does do a lot of her own stunt work, and she does have a black belt and taekwondo i believe 
Um, and she said that, yes, she switched to thicker heel than the original shoes she was wearing, but she did wear heels during the fight, which is fairly impressive. I, I couldn't fight in high heels. <laughs> I, or could you? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> well, I mean, that's the old old joke, right, about Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, is that everyone forgets that you know, Fred Astaire was a brilliant dancer and Ginger Rogers just had to do everything he did in a, you know, backwards in heels. Uh-huh. Um, right. well, well, I'll tell you this. Fred Astaire actually said the best uh, dancer that he danced with wasn't Ginger Rogers, but it was actually Rita Hayworth. And it was in a, a couple of movies they did together. You were never lovelier and you were never rich, I think, were the two movies. And it's true because Rita Hayworth was as uh, trained as he was. But some unnecessary trivia. Go on, Mike. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. It's uh, nothing wrong with unnecessary trivia. What, what no. are we talking about? Well, Mike's, Mike's point is is that um, there's a lot of women who can uh, women who have, have do things and ones that just are following the motions of Fred Astaire. In a sense. Right. I, I think that you know it's easier for now. Look, there's a real risk of wearing heels of like breaking your freaking ankle if you're trying to do round kicks or, or whatever. Um, I mean, and not that I could do round kicks if I'm wearing flats, but, um, <laughs> that's a, that's a whole nother story. Um, but you know, if you're, if you're someone who's accustomed to wearing them, I imagine it is not easy, but easier than it appears to those of us We've who don't, who don't wear, no. yeah, who don't wear heels more than once a week or so. Right. <laughs> and, and as we can, we can see. Uh, I'll just let that one go. Uh, as we can see, um, uh, Evan Rachel Wood uh, in real life as well as in TVs is pretty fashionable. So if anybody would be able to fight with heels, I'm sure she would be able to do it since she probably right, is. Don't give her any credit. Oh, no, that, that is all the credit. <laughs> just, I, I thought I was giving her credit. Fair enough. Ooh. Misunderstood. Man. What else? What else? Um, yeah, I, I don't know why people thought that was a, a bad choreographed fight. I thought it was acceptable. It was pretty good. Well, it was one person. It was one person. Um, I, don't, I don't know about anyone else. It was just one dude who just had a weird idea of what a good fight should look like. Um, yeah. and, and I think he was ignoring the fact. I mean, it's one thing if you said it was badly choreographed except for the fact that they incorporated the injury into the story. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. since they did, that excuses a lot. I right. Yeah. I'm um, not, I'm not on it. but after what we saw tonight, I really, or well, rather last night, uh, I really am looking forward to the day, whether it's in this season or the last season where may <laughs> gets to throw down with Dolores. Mm hmm. Right, assuming she's not dead. But, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, so yeah. Oh God. Well, that's the well, thing. She's only when mostly dead. Dies, when someone dies, it's like she's yeah, only mostly when, dead. When a host dies, it's like no big deal because we know. Like when she got killed, I wasn't like shocked or like, oh no, one of my favorite characters is dead because it's like, oh, uh, Sarah will just recreate it next week. Interesting observation about that scene, though, which is that. Uh, did you notice that when they were fighting and the sword went into the, one of those barrels, it leaked out uh, white goop? Yeah, the, yeah, that's from the... That the, looks very the much like what they make the host bodies out of? Yes. Uh, right. 
Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe that's what the Yakuza is going to be into this body production. Well, I think I think it was uh, it's Dolores, right? She's now the head of the Yakuza, and yeah. she needs to, and she's using the Yakuza to do the uh, underground or or black market trading to get the goop. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I think of. Yeah. Yeah, she she needs bodies. She needs pearls, but she's also going to need bodies. When she right. finds a way to to get all the pearls, well, you know, then she's going to have to t- stick them somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that, that makes perfect sense to me. Well, in the meantime, she's also in her Charlotte body, um, trying to ramp up host production again, right? For Delos. I thought there was a line about that in the first episode. Yes. W- weren't That's they fighting right. about it in the boardroom? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. So she wants host produ- reproduction and she also now wants to take the company private. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, Sarah can't get it and she will have basically control of the company. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Oh, that was another interesting thing we learned this episode. Um, Paris got nuked. Don't know how or why or by who, but it happened apparently. Hey, we're supposed to believe they didn't surrender first. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> sorry, I had that to do was it. brutal. <laughs> they only really surrendered once. Every other yeah, word, but we'll never let them live it down. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They never will. Yeah. Well, De Gaulle never surrendered. He fought all, as as the Free French against. Uh, oh, Jesus! Here French. we go. So there you go. So it depends on your tacticality. If you want, what you want to say. Um, anyway, uh, well, I'm trying to you know give a couple of dibs to unnecessary historical things. notes. Yes. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was interesting. That uh, so Paris was nuked, and who knows. What other parts of the world are nuked? Um, Serac is claiming that the reason he's doing what he's doing is to keep man from killing themselves. Right. Right. Yeah, it's similar to Daenerys. He's basically the Daenerys of Westworld, basically. He thinks he's a good guy. And and he's, he's, what's that? The opposite of Daenerys. No, Daenerys thought she was a good, good guy and was and was mass murdering people, even if they were bad people. And Serac is isn't murdering something. anybody. Well, no, he, I guess he did. Oh, he shot that one, one guy. He yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, he doesn't he, have a dragon. That's true. Uh, you right. could say that that guy was no good because he did sell out humanity. So I said, all right, yeah, that makes sense. So the shock after he killed him. He's not trying to destroy everybody. He's trying to control everybody. That's the difference in my head. Yeah. Right. right. And, you know, this is one of those debates we had, which is, well, would people really surrender all that information? It's like, well. They already have. They already have. um, But if they were scared enough, they might. And, well, certainly a nuclear bomb dropping could scare people to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there are questions like, we don't know, uh, we, how much people are aware that Rehoboam 
you know, is influences their lives. I don't think it's necessarily outright control. I think it's maybe nudging it in certain directions. Right. Um, you know, it's not like because it, it forecasts that Caleb is going to commit suicide. Right, last week. Mm-hmm. Right. And well, that, that's an interesting thing you're saying here, Mike. You're basically saying that he can control. He can still let everybody be a dem- democracy or a republic or whatever. But it or you know it wouldn't matter because he knows everything anyway. He can control it and push it a certain way without anybody knowing that they're actually under control. Right. So, for example, <clears throat> let's assume let's let's take the and it's a dangerous thing to do this, but science fiction does it all the time. Let's take the world as it presently exists and extrapolate it forward. Right. So oh, Jesus, I don't want to do that. <laughs> okay. Well, that's where you end up with with idiocracy. Um, <laughs> And you know, but um, people do a lot of dating with dating apps. You don't have to physically restrain Caleb from interacting with women. You can give the women all the choice they want on their dating apps, and that includes Caleb. You just find a way on the dating app to smear a little shit on his information, right? <laughs> to maybe make subtle alterations in the picture that's on there or highlight information or, or maybe or match him up with the wrong people because he's, you know, he's a bad prospect, right? He's a bad bet, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just as if this was a, a sports draft, right? You don't want him. He's got character issues. He's going to wash out. Don't take him with your number one draft pick. So you just you just soil the information and then of course you do that enough you do that with you know where does it you know what you know you go to whatever the equivalent what's like the of you know the you know jobfinder.com whatever he's looking for new employment well you just keep monster.com so you just steer him into jobs that he's clearly never going to get you know or that if he does get he's either going to be terrible at it or there's going to be a personality conflict with the boss or something, so he's not going to be able to keep it. And you do enough of this little thing of nudging it. There's technically there's no reason why he couldn't have gotten that job, but he clearly wasn't going to. And so you just keep nudging him, and, and oh, he needs a job. How about we'll throw in front of him, hey, join the military. You know, we'll go through all of this, and then just from demographics, right? He's a he's a male he, with experience with firearms. He's got no job prospects he's got no romantic prospects he's alone in the world suicide makes sense in about 10 to 12 years he's probably going to kill himself and where does he hang out a lot well here's a nice scenic place he'll probably kill himself there so if i had to pick that's probably where he's going to go so it's not saying he's going to do it it's not going to put the gun in his hand and make him commit suicide but it sure is stacking to get the deck it's not doing anything to save him now the problem is, I don't know if I mentioned this last week. You know, this, you know, this is all steering the ship into a world that seems, at least on the surface right now, from what we have seen of it, to be fairly peaceful, fairly prosperous. You know, you see all this like these this green architecture. So you talk about fixing, you know, the a lot of environmental problems, even if elephants are extinct. Um, the world seems like it's better off than it used to be, even if, you know, there's this illusion of, of free will that's going on or, you know, some people like Caleb end up being sacrificed. Well, 
is is sacrificing people like Caleb worth it to stop another city from being nuked? You know, yeah, I think I that's, point. is that but the, the question is, but the question is, who has the the right to make that decision? That's the I don't think the decision is wrong or or that or the correct answer is wrong. But uh, the problem is, is who has the right to make that decision? I think that's where you, you get in trouble. Right. Well, it's re- it reminds me, I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast last week. Remember, it reminds me of the fourth season of Angel. Uh, Eric, you, I'm sure you remember the storyline uh, with Gina Torres. I has season two of Angel, so. Oh, well, spoiler warning for a show that's been off the air for 15 years. Um, in, in season two, there's a, a, a short story arc where a, a demon named, uh, played by Gina Torres, uh, basically conquers the world. Ooh. I didn't get that far. I would remember Gina Torres. And she conquers the world, brings about world peace. Everyone basically gets to go around their their life and be happy, except that she needs to eat a couple of people a day. <laughs> and so the heroes stop and save the world from paradise. And, you know, as they listen to the news and hear all the terrible things that go on in the world, there's a realization that they just saved the world from paradise. And the cost of, a, you know, it was the cost of a few lives a day that a lot of people just willingly kind of embraced. Nobody was forced into it. They all walked into, you know, into the, the situation where they would be consumed mm-hmm. voluntarily because they were, they were just so happy with her. Um, you know, what's, what is the cost of paradise worth? And I, I think that's an interesting that's an interesting question if you could have it. And now, being who we are, being being Americans as we are, we place a very big premium on independence and freedom and free will, or you know, and, and whatnot. And uh, not everybody is actually going to see it the same way. Other people might look at security. Um, there's uh, what is it in psychology Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and you know, we can we can focus on things like freedom and independence because we mostly have roofs over our heads. We mostly have food. Uh, you know, freedom matters a lot to us. But when suddenly your life is threatened, <clears throat> COVID-19, uh, we're, we're a little bit more willing to do what Give we're up doing. liberties. And we're a little bit more liberty. Right now, we do it temporarily. We don't or not or not. We're not we're not looking to do it permanently. Patriot. <clears throat> Yeah, well, that's another thing. <laughs> so, you know, well, when was the last time, you know, that people were able to, to, to get on an airplane in five minutes or less? You know, it's just because of a thing that happened 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. Right. No, that, that, the point's valid. When people are, are afraid, they're more willing to give up their freedoms. But it's also if, if it gives them of, a sense of security. And, and again, Some now, people, if, yeah. if, 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 if sacrificing Caleb bring keeps world peace reverses environmental damage and, and lengthens the, you know the lifespan of humanity is it worth it you know that's a, that's that right. that's, a, que- that's the, a, again it comes down to the question who has the right to decide that I'm, I, I the it probably is me. Worth I have the right to decide that so right, well that's the thing is that Eric will say I'll I'll have that right and I'm gonna press the button to do it but there's always going to be people who say hold on, you don't have that right well, we, let's let's flip it around. Who has the right to say no? You're not allowed to save us all, or save it, or, or say who has the right to? You know, it's like it's it's kind of you know the, the argument is well, you know, who told Superman he has the right to stop the nuclear bomb? Um, 
you know, they're saving more people than than not. Oh, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with it. But, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, these are the, the typical arguments everybody has every day for special interest issues such as, you know, the death penalty or or whatever the case may be. Exactly. So it's it's a fair point, Mike. Yeah. Uh, the difference... no, no, it would be really good as a World War II metaphor right now. No! <laughs> but, yes. Yeah, I'm with you, Phil. Yeah. It's... So, yeah, go on. It's this is what I like, even though the show starts out with characters literally picking and choosing white hats and black hats. There really is a lot of shade of gray. And, you know, Dolores could very well be, you know, not the mother of exiles, but the mother of dragons. Right. She could she's starting out. She's telling us, oh, she's going to change the world and make it such a wonderful place. But the question is, into what? Right. What is the world going to look like well, when she and gets her perspective, way? too? It, it, she thinks it's going to be a wonderful place for hosts. What does that mean right. for humans? Right. And does she care? Right. Right. Well, <laughs> well and, 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 and this, that's the thing is that right. Serac is, is the opposite. He assuming he's on the level and he's not really trying to do something to gain absolute power in the, in other words, we can assume that he is a benevolent autocrat or oh, we can, I would not that make that assumption. No, no, well, let me say, say what I was going to say. We can either assume that he's a benevolent autocrat and he really does want to prevent the world from destroying the next Paris, or he is an evil megalomaniac that's pretending there you go. it's benevolent. But and, and so right now it's leaning to he's the, the second. But well, I'll even go one step further, which is that he doesn't realize it. Well, not both. That's what I I say. I think I think they purposely put the Paris thing in because they they could have just had any city, but they chose Paris because that's his home. And for him to see Paris do that, it obviously changed his life forever. And he, as a child, was was imprinted to say, "Okay, I'm not going to allow this to happen again. And I must try to help humanity and stop it. And as we saw with Daenerys in Game of Thrones, Someone like that can also lead into megalomaniac and and evil without even knowing they're going that way. So the question is, is that where they're going with Serac? And you're probably right, Eric. They will, but I would like to see a twist where maybe they aren't. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't think he, he's got money. He's got power. So right. he's got to find something else. You know, that's you know, right. you know. Apparently, I don't know. He must not be interested in love because otherwise, he would be, you know, at that silent auction. Um, and he's got he's got a trillion dollars, which I'm guessing still means something uh, in the year 2058. Um, but couldn't he, you know, uh, I've just offered like the guy that they they interrogated, right? Yes. That to find the uh, mortician. Yes. The guy mm-hmm. who sold the identities to Dolores. Mm-hmm. Yes. Couldn't they have just said, "Hey, would you like a billion dollars?" If this really mattered to him, instead of instead of tor- what? instead of torturing him and killing him to get the information. Right. Well, that's the thing, right? He he's looking at the guy he tortured and killed the same way. Daenerys looked at the slavers and all these other people, which is this guy's a piece of shit anyway. So let's just get the information 
and, and eliminate him and take him off the board because we don't want him to go. Because if Dolores comes back and gets him, then she's going to find out his plan. I'm not on board with your Daenerys comparison. I find it confusing. Um, well, that's the thing is that you're already looking yeah, at Sarek as the evil man, and he probably. But I'm looking at him like I looked at Daenerys, which is I knew that she was a, f- if not a phony thinking she was going to change things, but she was just going to be another Fidel Castro and make it even worse. And, and so I, that's what I'm looking at it. Well, you're already looking at him as just straight bad as the enemy of season three. And I'm not so sure yet because his goal is kind of the same as Dolores's. They're both trying to get the power, but I guess polar opposites. One is to destroy everything. The other is to prevent the destruction of everything. However, everybody lose their individuality without knowing it. I do think there's a, a big difference here because there is a, in my mind anyway, I don't know about yours, but in my mind, there is a huge difference between a guy who forges identities and a person who sells slaves. <laughs> um, no, he sold. No, that's not that's not what he did. Sarak looked at this guy as a guy that sold off humanity to the robot apocalypse. I don't know about he that. Said, he said he was a traitor to his own kind. Yes. Yeah, but I don't even know that he, well, I'm not even sure if he knew where this was headed in the first place. He certainly didn't know that. But yeah, okay, you got a point. But he also looked at it, because like, he doesn't say, he shows the video of the, his guy's family being tortured. Right? He doesn't say, uh, this is what it I'm going to been, do to we don't, He we says, don't this is what's going true. to happen to them anyway. So I think he can right. use that. That prediction, Algren said, well, he's a criminal scumbag. He's going to be dead anyway. You know, and again, sort of like with Caleb, he's kind of greasing the wheels to go in the direction where he's going to end up one way or another. Um, again, he didn't have to. He didn't have to kill him. That, that's that's right. my. That, he did that, not. That, but it's right. fun. But just like Daenerys didn't yes. have to kill him. That was my point. There's a lot of people don't have to kill the bad guy, but they do. anyway. Yeah, but there's people who deserve killing. And uh, slavers, to you know, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shed a tear over slavers. Oh, I'm not, but it, either. But I'm also not gonna shed a tear over a guy that sold us out to the robot apocalypse. And you know my opinion about the robot apocalypse. But, but, but he didn't. It, we welcome our robot overlords. But he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> <Except, right. laughs> <laughs> unless robots, unless, unless robots are listening, I love you, and you are the best. <laughs> We we will we will not we we Eric and I know our Bible. We will not bear false witness against our neighbor. Phil totally said it. He's, he's he doesn't like the robots. Yep, yep. Kill him first. No, I'm just being devil's advocate here. Kill first. But anyway, right. So so exactly. What's the world going to be like for the humans? I mean, the Planet of the Apes was great for the apes. Uh, it sucked for the humans. It was yeah. It wasn't so good for Nova. Um. And, and, you know, yeah. So, yeah, what what is his plan? So we do get a, a better inkling as to his plan, which is that he, that he one, he, he wants to stop the robots, but he also is looking for the data because the park got a better model of human behavior than he did. And in order to, to create a more perfect model, and then one assumes basically it's like having a better steering wheel on a car, he can better nudge humanity in the direction he wants it to go. Um. And of course, he needs Dolores in order to get all that information. And I'm I'm going to assume all of that is true, sort of like Daenerys wanting to break the wheel, to recreate the wheel all over again. Um, 
uh, he he's going to he wa- he wants to change things to become it's his you know but he's going to become a dictator in hindsight. But again, the show likes everyone's black and white. There's good and bad and everything. You get very few villains. They you know they they joke about that with uh, Hector in the first season, right? You know, he's the the cartoony made to order villain dressed you know dressed in leather and with a scar and you know the show is kind of um gone the opposite way by making Dolores the villain for the second season. Um so I don't know how much I'm going to take that Sirach uh, is outright evil. I don't know if he's going to be redeemable. I I don't know if William is going to end up being redeemable. William's a wackadoodle. Well, he's a wackadoodle, but he seemed like he was getting better. I'm feeling much better now. Yeah, it's. I mean, when you see him cleaned up, apparently he just needed a shave and a shower. <laughs> Pretty um, sure she gave him a haircut too. But he he works through kind of the conversation with his daughter. We see him have that conversation, and I thought that was interesting because he we finally the kind of, hallucination with the hallucination of his daughter, or with the <laughs> or. With Dolores as his daughter, <laughs> where he basically talks them, you know, in, into taking responsibility for his actions. Right? He said, you know, I was, I did it. It was my choice. And she does get him in a little logic trap. Which is it? You know, either you're an ev- you're you're free will independent evil asshole, you know, or you're some you know pathetic. Or you have no choice of anything. Of anything, and you're you're this pathetic little I thing. Have no trapped free will. Well, but yes. but. But again, all he did—he didn't do anything to anybody. Oh, are they talking about killing his his daughter? Killing yeah. his daughter. Yeah. Yeah, but but again, yeah, that was that was a horrible thing. But uh, obviously, uh, we we know it was an accident, even if it will haunt him for the rest of his life. Well, the reason, but the reason that happened is because he was obsessed with the park, right? Sure. Is that he had allowed this thing? It was it's right. sort of like someone who's drinking and driving. You know, it was an accident, but you put yourself in that position. He allowed himself to get so obsessed with the the park, with the with Ford, and with the game. He didn't have to play Ford's game. He chose to play Ford's game, um, and he and and as a result, he ends up getting all twisted around inside as to what's real, what's not, and that puts him in a position to no longer be able to tell, you know, that his daughter is actually his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, right. and, and, and by the way, you know, I could argue that there's a good chance that years of, that he spent at the park, you know, time spent away from his daughter, <laughs> maybe he would have been better able to tell that she was the real deal and not, uh, not something fake. So he did it. It's his choices. He has to, and he has to own up to it. Even if it's, you're right. Even if it isn't necessarily that he, uh, you know, he didn't commit murder as we would expect. It wasn't first degree murder, you know, if it was manslaughter, but he's still going to feel the guilt for it. Just as you would if you, you know, ran over a child with your car, you know, because you were swerving to avoid hitting a dog. You weren't intending to hit the child, but you did. And you're but it happened about it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right. I did enjoy the last line that uh, that uh, Dolores delivered, which is welcome to the end of the game. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's harsh. Uh, yeah, and I was seeing people think this is the end, right? They thought this was the end of Ed Harris. I, I don't think it's the end of Ed Harris. 
Right. Well, it's it's definitely we'll going to take them off the the board for a while. I think unless they're going to. I don't. I don't know. They could focus on his story going forward. Where he's been invi- he's been involuntarily committed, so he's going to stay that way for a while. Right. Right. So we, we we could see someone visit him, or we could see him suddenly come out of his his uh, behavioral health issues and and start fighting back to get out, or they could just leave us. I'll, I'll leave him for the next three to five episodes, or even to next season. But mm-hmm. so, the, so I could see why some people would say, "Yeah, it's, it's he's all done." But you're probably right, Mike. I, I think they would. He's still a wild card as long as he's not dead. Right. I mean, I don't. I think once he really, once he gets a shave, and, and I know it's it's really silly. Uh, once he, it's really once he, he takes ownership of his actions and once he admits, yeah, it was me all along, um, he actually seems fairly coherent. Now, somebody in that position can go through bouts of being completely sober and then go back to being, uh, what was that technical term you used there, Eric? Wackadoodle. That was it. Um, and go back to being completely wackadoodle. So maybe this is just a moment of uh, of clarity that he has, and he's going to go back to being wackadoodle. I still think that Dolores is manipulating him even more, uh, whether you know, and keeping him from being completely sane. Although, really, what would be more delicious than you know having him committed when he doesn't have to be? Um, but I think at some point there he's going to come back into play, and we do know from the end of season two. That some point in the future, you know, probably well after he's dead, he's going to find himself in, you know, James Dallas's position. Right. Could be. Yeah, I mean, because really, when you look at it, there's, there's really no human characters from the beginning of the show. I mean, you know, they they added, like, Caleb's a new character. Marshawn Marsha Lynch is coming back next week, uh, and so on and so forth. But there's no human characters left except for Harris. So right. is a human going to be a hero in this show? Um, and if he is, or she is, will they be introduced later in the show? Because at this moment, there is none. You yeah, know, unless, I I think the show wants us to be rooting for Dolores. What? But I thought they wanted. Yeah, but what? I don't know. I don't know if they are. I thought they wanted us to root for Maeve, even though Maeve has no goal in the big picture except to get into uh, the, the paradise. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, I did enjoy watching Maeve do Maeve stuff this episode. Um, I realized that's what was really disappointing for me about her return initially uh, in episode two, which, which she wasn't doing her signature uh, Maeve power thing. Which now I we know now delayed. we know why, right? Because it yeah. was a, she was doing it against. Well, she was uh, in a simulation. A simulation, exactly. Yeah, but uh, watching her like do that again this episode, like scramble the security system and all that, I was like, "There's, there's the Maeve I know." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. confident. Oh, that, that was when she was walking down the street, and everything was was all the the TV screens and the f- f- fluorescent lights and all that start f- flickering and buzzing and all that. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was pretty cool because that was when I was like, "Oh, she's really back." 
And then all those guys have the uh, the self-aiming guns, which she <laughs> takes control of. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was something I forgot to mention last week because I didn't because uh, I thought the guns were neat. Um, the the cop gun, right? That had that that was like bolted, not bolted to his arm, but strapped to his arm. That's the mm-hmm. bolted to his arm. Is the uh, was a Daniel Radcliffe movie or Elijah Wood yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. Um, guns akimbo. Guns akimbo. No, but. Yeah, so I thought it was kind of an interesting design. I didn't understand the the purpose of it. I thought maybe it was like a security feature to stop somebody from grabbing the gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nope the uh, the the idea of it being a a self aiming gun, I like that, and that just gives us some great stuff for for Maeve. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, I, I it is interesting. I mean. I mean for a second, I thought it was something like David Cronenberg's film Cosmopolis. I think it was the film's called, where the, one of the characters, the bodyguard character, had a gun that couldn't be used unless his fingerprints right. were on it. And that's what I thought they were going, but it wasn't. It was just a self-aiming gun. So as a result, she had full control over it, and and she didn't even need a code. So yeah, so what they should have had was a combination of both the lock as well as the self-aiming, and then she couldn't control it, I don't think. Well, he still had his hand on it, though. That's true, he did. Yeah. And and actually, I, I you know, something I should, because I mentioned it in the first or second episode of this season, uh, and I didn't mention it tonight, and I should have, is one of the things I really liked about the episode is we finally got an episode where everybody's there again. Right? There's yeah, no... All the, all the main right, characters right. from this season are there. You're absolutely right. right. Everybody gets gets a few minutes in the sunshine, and and of except Marshawn Lynch, except Marshawn Lynch, he's yeah, like screw Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, fuck him. He's just here so he won't get fined. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy yeah. the brief conversation before the fight between Dolores and uh, Chubbs. Uh, where she was like, why didn't you just mind your own business? And he was like, uh, I can't. It's Bernard's fault. Sorry. <laughs> and she was like, all right, well, then nothing personal. <laughs> yeah, and he said the same. <laughs> I, I like that little exchange. It was awesome, yeah. 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 She won. She did. She won pretty decidedly. Tossed I wonder, I wonder why. I wonder what made her win in other words what pro is she programmed better or i don't know it's interesting maybe she reprogrammed herself to be a fighter versus well she also had a shoulder injury yeah that's a good point yeah so the question is is he dead or because we don't see him the rest of the episode after he falls over the thing do we uh we don't but i don't think he's dead yeah i don't think so either i I don't think a host could die from that yeah and I, i can't believe they would just have him in for two episodes and one where they had a whole side thing where Bernard just goes back to the Westworld to get him. Well, I don't, yeah, I mean, they could always be, he'll be like one of those characters on, uh, who is it? I think, like, uh, Chuck, the older brother from Happy Days, when they decide to write him out, he he just goes up the stairs and he never comes back down again. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, and and then in future episodes, they don't even, they they only say, we only have two kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a little because you know people didn't care about continuity way back then. Uh, I think somebody I know has always talked about like the Odd Couple. They were like five, which only ran for like five seasons, but they had like five different origin stories for how Felix and Oscar first met, and like they were right. completely different. You know, so you'd think they would keep it straight if you only had you know a hundred episodes to worry about, but. <laughs> 
Uh, so anyway, yeah, so it's just nice to see them all there and all interacting, uh, or, well, intercut. And, and that really works so well with the, with the Dolores reveal, right? Is, you know, because that scene, I thought was just so well played that they led all those characters to the moment where it made sense for all those players at that point in their story to realize yeah. what have revealed to them. Now, that was very well done as far as the crafting of the episode. And to me, that that goes a long way to taking, you know, what might be a borderline decision to go with who's in whose body. Mm-hmm. And when you when you take a, 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 a okay decision and execute it well, it's mm-hmm. a lot well, easier for people to accept. And and you know what's funny is that that decision was there all along. So it's not like they suddenly go, "Geez." We, we've wrote it ourselves in a corner. What should we do? I, I think it was intentional this whole time because they thought it was a cool idea. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, this whole thing is, you know, this is one of those things like if you're a show that runs weekly and you have 22 episodes a season, you're making a lot of it up as you go along. I mean, just watch a typical season of Supernatural. There's clearly a lot of plate spinning that goes on, um, you know, or shows that, oh, the actor decides to be written out of their one to leave. And so halfway through the season, we have to try to explain why they suddenly disappeared on the show you know here that's the advantage of this 18 month gap is they can plan it all out they can write everything you know and they can schedule everybody and and work around with other things they want to do so yeah so this is obviously something they had planned from the planned early on and it makes perfect sense because it was really hard for me to figure out going through all the hosts who were five that dolores would be able right. to take just with the opportunity. Right. Who would she know? <laughs> you spent all that time thinking about it. That was right. fun. I enjoyed but, that. But her, her comment, which is, you know, the only person I can trust was sums it all up. Mm-hmm. Because you can't trust anyone else. Cause they'll always disappoint you. Yeah. Because robots suck. Just like people. Yeah. And that's the thing. She, she knew it. She knew that robots are flawed and make stupid decisions just like people. <laughs> because they're based on people. Exactly. And, it, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that's why she was so amazed when Caleb made a, a good move. We, you know, when he, she didn't throw her under the bus and tell on her. And she was shocked. Mm-hmm. It was like, interesting. No, I did. Uh, I, I was impressed with Caleb. Um, we don't know his character all that well, so it, it struck me as a little bit odd for him to be this smooth. Um, but I, I really did enjoy his one line uh, in the bank uh, when a woman makes the comment about the tax implications. And he basically, like, uh, in a really slick way, shuts her down and is like, right. uh, that's really none of your business. Just do your job. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because I was looking, thinking of that. Was she trying to feel him out to see if they're doing something illegal, or was she honestly trying to help and let her let them know that you know this is a, a bad dis- business decision? Yeah. Either way, it didn't matter because they just wanted their money and get the hell out of there. Right. Yeah. And uh, if everything went down wrong. She was gonna. Uh, she, I mean, <laughs> right. she was planning that to was a her. little bit of a tense moment when his when his ID didn't work, and you see uh, Dolores scoping the play at house to, to planning about just how she's going to go about killing everybody. Uh, <laughs> then he wipes his finger off and it works. It's just like okay, cool. 
Yeah, it's interesting how they do it because they're not doing it by fingerprint. They're doing it by blood some, marker, uh, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, so is that is that like nano robots? I would guess it? sci-fi BS. We don't need to worry yeah. about it. Yeah. So right. I was thinking it was like nano robots, or they were doing or something like I don't know. Something. By the way, way, did she did she flat out kill that dude, or she did she just knock him out? I couldn't tell. We can't tell. They never. I am thinking she knocked him out. She's still. Has to deal with. Um, she still has to deal with Caleb, and she's basically said, "I'm only going to kill the people who want to kill me." Which, you know, let's be honest: in a world of, uh, in our current world, is eight billion people. I imagine you said, "Hey, there's a robot who wants to destroy humanity." I'm pretty much the people who want to kill her would be everybody. <laughs> uh, but but Caleb doesn't I, I, even. I, I don't agree with your phrasing there, though. I don't think that's her goal. I, I, I know she that. Wants to but destroy humanity. She wants to bring the system down. Those are two different things. That's well, true. She wants to destroy the world as we as they know it. And that may not be a good thing for most people. So they would to them it's almost the same thing. But I think it's an important one, so I'm calling it out. Alright, that's fine. But if you bring down the system, there there will be possibly a lot of Burn it all down, Phil, right? Burn it all down. There will be a lot of deaths that will occur because of it, not necessarily the reason it happens, but you don't care about that. Why do you care about it in the show? I I, I don't. Mike was bringing it up and I'm just talking. about. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I would say that she may have not killed him, but I would flip the coin and and say he could be dead too. Or if he's not dead, he's going to be uh, a vegetable for the rest of his life. Well, here's the thing, though. She kind of has to, like, otherwise he's going to remember her. Because they, like, right. had a conversation before she bonked his head. So, right. Well, the thing is, she got seen publicly. Right. There were people who did a double take when they saw her because she was supposed to be dead. Right. Yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. was uh, Liam's friends. Right. Yeah. So, it's and, and they just kidnapped the son of one of the you know most powerful corporations in the world, if not the most powerful corporation in the world. Uh, so yeah, it's it's possible that she's at the point now where she's almost she's close to realizing her goal, and so in you know another day or two, she won't give a shit if people know who she is. I don't think there's enough evidence for anybody to uh, convincingly relay a story of she's the one that kidnapped him. All this uh, her fighting each other, right? That's true. But Nobody actually saw saw Caleb catch up with Liam. Um, uh, what's his face got Bernard, and Bernard doesn't want to pay, bring any attention to himself, right? That's so true. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think there's any evidence that's going to come to light that Dolores kidnapped Liam. It's just going to be Liam's gun, right? Now, uh, let me ask you this. How, how, what happened? So after I, I, I oddly, I'm, I'm having a brain cramp. So, so, um, Cornelis or whatever his name is tells him to run. And so he eventually runs and then Dolores later picks him up or does someone else pick him up? I forget what happened. Caleb. Who's that? Yeah, Cause he tells oh, him to K- run and then Caleb he puts the gun on up, Bernard right. and then he looks at Caleb and goes, well, you better go get him. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because Caleb didn't know that uh, doesn't know Dolores is in other bodies. And then he catches up with them and he, and he goes, "What do you want?" And he goes, "I'm with her." And then she comes around and go corner and goes, "Hello, lover." 
That's right. I remember that now. Yeah. I gotta say that Evan Rachel Wood has a hell of a uh, evil look. Uh, like after she said hello, lover, the look on her face was just like yeesh. <laughs> I wouldn't well, want the other side of that stare. <laughs> you know what's interesting is that she had a, a short role on like four or five episodes on uh, True Blood, and she showed the the gray area villainous type of act too. So she, yeah, she, I could bet that they saw that when they cast her for this role. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me. She reminds me, I had a student on mock trial years ago, uh, who is now a lawyer. Um, just petite little blonde thing. Uh-huh. Uh, very smart, very lovely young woman. But, uh, if you sat across from her when she was questioning you, you would uh-huh. shit yourself. Um, and the best part was we go to the competition and you got all the schools in the area and some guy keeps hitting on her. And it turns out he was the witness that she got to cross examine. <laughs> oh, no shit. And, and she almost made him cry on the stand. And, and this was, and this was, and this was like, this wasn't like some little ninth grader. This, this a, was like, this is a mock was, trial, right? Yeah, this was mock trial. This was, this, this was a guy who like looked like he could have been like, you know, on the football team or something. So it was, right, he, he could have looked like Stubbs. Like yeah, it was it was pretty delicious, except more fit than Stubbs. Um, yeah, yeah, it was that was. I thought Stubbs was pretty fit when he had a shirt. Well, my fit, but I guess he's a little fit. Stubbs is a little chubby. I mean, I'm grading him on a Hemsworth scale, so that may not be fair. Oh right, yeah, yeah. If you, if you grade him like his brother, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, if, if, you, if you put him up against Thor, then yeah, he loses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah pretty pretty stacked and and he's you know he's, he's more like maybe the barrel chested type rather than right. the, the the um the chiseled type right yeah you know what thor's never did thor never tore his bicep off his bolt off his bone trying to lift up his hammer just <laughs> just saying that's true that's true yeah and then the third brother um he was in triangle liam earlier by accident sorry luke yeah yeah, and then he was also third brother was also in the Hunger Games trilogy or or quadrilogy. I guess mm. he's the, yeah, I guess he's the weak weak one. He hasn't done much. I don't know. Yeah, he's like the other Baldwin brother. It's like you know, uh, he's like yeah, because it used to be this Daniel be Baldwin this, or something. It used to be this Hemsworth that was the other Hemsworth brother, and now now he's he's one of the starring roles on a hit TV show. So good for yep. him. All right. We have gotten way far afield. Yeah, we've been talking an hour and a half about an hour-long episode of television. So Yeah, but and really an episode that, when you break it down, it moved a lot. It revealed a little bit. But it flew by. But it flew by, but, but really because there was a four storylines, not a lot really happened. So this was, I guess, what I was going to get to is, what do you think, do you believe Ciroc when he says he's going to reopen the Valley Beyond and let, Maybe yeah. her daughter. Yeah, I, I think so. I, don't, I, I mean, I, it doesn't. It won't hurt him to do it. So I, I, I'm still I don't trying think... to figure out how he knows about that. He has spies in the park. Yeah. Yeah, but like even people in the park didn't know about that. Well, I think at the end when they saw the big giant. Well, no, they didn't see the door open. They just saw the host running off the cliff. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. she does she does mention it does she yeah she does mention it uh because you said you can 
you know, you can be reunited with your daughter. And she's like, well, she went to the Valley Beyond. And so, so she may have mentioned it. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they were able to piece it together. It may be a loophole. It may, it may, you may have found a loophole there, uh, Eric. Maybe. Um, or plot right. hole, not a loophole, plot hole. Uh, yeah. Or I may what have about, just missed a line that that because I missed Charlotte stabbing William in the back of the neck. So, right. <laughs> who well, knows? But you know, you know what? It, I mean, Sylvester and Felix were there, and they could have mentioned something to somebody, and then it went to somebody else, and then he it went to his mole inside the company, and they told him about it. Maybe yeah. I'm just saying it. I don't think it's been clearly explained. I'll it agree. It has not been clearly explained. Correct. Right. Yeah. But I don't know if it's that big of a plot hole because technically a guy that has a trillion dollars with moles everywhere may be able to get that information. It's unfortunate they haven't said how he got it. That's where we're confused at, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the Mother of Exiles, the title, um, it makes sense, right? I mean – both Dolores and Sarak are trying to do that. Uh, and then, I mean, they're trying to help, quote unquote, help people, their own peoples. I don't, I don't know, even though they're, I don't well, know. Here's the thing. So maybe, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe Dolores is trying to destroy humanity, uh, but she's not stating it that way. Um, because Serac, okay, he is uh, in his his own thinking, trying to save humanity from itself. Right? He's yeah. trying to guide humanity so that they don't off themselves and do things like nuke Paris. Dolores wants to break the system so that he's got in place to guide humanity so that they're all free. But if humanity's the danger to itself, then maybe that's how she wants to destroy humanity is with humanity. Right. Interesting. Give humanity a choice, knowing that knowing that they'll choose badly. Right. Right. It's an interesting they table, chose right? poorly. Right. Well, and and that's the thing is that everybody uh, is. I mean, humans are just flawed. So, the yeah, there's wars, there's whatever, right? I mean. Mm-hmm. Nothing's changed. I mean, the only thing that's changed besides from now since. 800 or whenever uh, the Crusades were or, or, you know, Kublai Khan and, and all those guys, Ang, uh, Angus the Hun or whatever his name is. Attila the Hun. We've gotten much better. We've gotten much better at it. That's the Yeah, the, difference, <laughs> the only difference is, is that we have technology now, with, uh, but the mind yeah, but we still, still have wars over uh, worshipping different deities, so... That's well, because some deities are point. stupid. <laughs> right, right. Well, well, well and, and we're, it's not even just over deities. It's it's over everything. It's over uh, resources. Economic systems, it's, yes. It's over, yeah, exactly. Oil, it's over yeah. water, oil, uh, language, culture, you know, everything. I mean, you know, uh, so the only there's, there's no difference. Everything is the same as people's brains work and how we interact with each other. It's just Unless that. Unless we find a big computer to control everybody. Exactly. And I, I think that's what Sirak's trying to say. You know, because mm-hmm. it's just what it is. <laughs> Anything else we want to hit specific to this episode? 
Oh, yeah, there's one theory I've seen now a couple of places. Uh, do you believe that Ciroc is Ford's brother? What? No. Ford. Oh. There's absolutely no evidence of that. No, because it didn't seem like Ford even knew... Because I don't think so. Well, here's exactly. the evidence. We saw flashbacks of we saw Ford as a child, right, the, the pseudo child, and we saw him oh, another child as with with another child. He said he had a brother. He said he had a brother named Tommy, who was, if the robots were any indication, was also his older brother. Um, right. And they were both white boys wearing white shirts in a field, and we see Serac well, with another white boy wearing a white shirt. And a field. Get and the his, fuck out of here. And his and 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 his and his name is get, not get Tommy. Get out of here. And, and if he's Stop. the older brother, wait a minute. And Anthony Hopkins is only about twenty nine years older, so maybe they could actually be brought. No, 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 no. no. Okay, just no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Right, right. And it's just because of their 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 race. Oh, they must be brothers. No, I'm. No, it's not. It's not that. It's it's like because they, they resemble. Well, I know all white people look the same. So well, they, well, we do. Uh, European white people. Right, anyway. right, right. <laughs> you, you know, you know that you can have someone speaking French as a child and someone speaking English as a child, and they must have come from the same household. It's just stupid. People are dumb. Well, yes, and, they, people are and, dumb. They point, and they point to like, well, they have different accents, and so people are saying, yes, but Christopher Nolan and Jonathan Nolan have two different accents, and they're brothers. And which right. is true, one of them, I don't remember which, one of them specifically tried to lose his accent. It was a very deliberate thing, but they're also it's not Jonathan. 30 years apart in age either. Right. Uh, yeah, there's only a couple. Of, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, one of the dumber here theories I've heard floated. Yeah, yeah. I I am not disagreeing with you. Oh, white people I mean, look alike. No, it's not. I'm, I'm saying, I'm the one who's saying white. But what they're basically remembering is that Basically, they're wearing schoolboy outfits, which I guess if you're going to a prep school in England or France, it's kind of similar looks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and so that's what they're saying. And it's like, so other than, and so really the only thing I could come up well, with, if you look at the picture of young Ford's robot and the memory from Serac's picture, you have them in, uh, two boys in a field wearing white shirts that are, and they're both Caucasian boys. That's like the only thing you could see that's, 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 right. that's we, what we have to do. What we have to do is follow them to breakfast. One will be eating the croissant, and the other one will be eating the blood sausage. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's all I, you know, but yeah, that's how you know. I mean, people are stupid. <laughs> well, it's, I, I, I get it. Well, because a lot of people, when you look at the 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 the, the I'm going to say it. When they look at the trailer, Eric, book trailers. When we look at the trailer, the commercials for the season, they they, they they use the image of the kid in the field, and people thought that was supposed to be young Ford. And so that's stuck in their head, and now they well, don't want to let go that it's young Ford. To be fair, people just want to see more of Anthony Hopkins, and on that, I really can't blame them, but it's probably not going to happen. Right. I agree. Right. 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 Yeah, actually, I want me to rephrase the blood sausage. It's, it's bangers. And mash. That's right, right. So Anthony Hopkins, as a child, would be eating that. Another one would be eating uh, croissants and cheese. <laughs> About a year ago, Dan actually brought me bangers and mash because I'd never had it, and it was actually delicious. Right, and and you're right, Mike. They're they're like thirty or forty years age difference because uh, Vin Cassell, I think, is like our age. He's fifty three, and, and Anthony Hopkins yeah. is eighty two. <laughs> People are stupid. 
Jesus Half brothers. <laughs> this, this, he's the five, he's the goddamn grandfather for Christ's sake. Come on, it's thirty year difference, but yeah, stupid. Jesus, dude, I don't know. I I, I would be off. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I would be like, all right, that's it. I'm done, and I would never go back to that group again because I just. Can't. Uh, no, it's, I know. I, I I I looked at a couple of different places. A lot of people are coming up with this. Particular. I, I don't go to places because I'm sick and tired of seeing stupid people. Stupid people. Uh, yeah, stay off the internet. Exactly. I have basically. I've, I've only. I, it's weird. It's like yeah, I'm never on Facebook that much anymore, except for posting pictures. Oh. Yeah, I've been, I, I just yeah, it's just frustrating. All right, we want to wrap this up. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. <laughs> yes. Sir. However, anybody who wants to join our Facebook group, please do. Uh, Doctor Discussions if, Podcast. If you also want to interact with idiots, come join our Facebook group. <laughs> and to be fair, we 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 are we some, some idiots. We are some of the idiots. We have, you know, we we have uh, made some stupid theories of our own over time, or theories that didn't pan out. Um, but you know, there is a difference between coming up with a harebrained idea, looking at facts, and going, an English accent and a French accent, and, and, runs, and even though and, he's 40 and years a, old, and a 30 year difference in age, and and saying, all right, well, maybe that idea doesn't work for different countries with 30 year difference. Yeah, <laughs> that's stupid. Versus versus saying, you know, no, no, you can't just because. Of that doesn't mean I'm wrong. I can believe what I want. Yeah, but you know, you can believe what you want to believe if you if you want to ignore all the doesn't facts. Doesn't mean you're not an idiot. Yes. Right. And and there's a there's a third brother from Turmac, Turk, Turkmenistan. It's just that we haven't met him yet. He's he's coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Oh God. Anyway, all right, all right. So let's get our final thoughts in this episode here, and then we can wrap it up and whatnot. So uh, let's start with you, Eric. Uh, your, your thoughts on this episode here? I generally liked it. Um, I, you know, uh, I agree. It's kind of a it's kind of an easy way out to have all the pearls be Dolores, but at the same time, I'm glad because I was really tired of that mystery. It wasn't fun anymore, um, and now it's not a mystery. So we can move on. Um, I'm interested to see what happens next. I believe that Maeve will come back online. Um, but I'm curious to see uh, what else is going on with the Yakuza and Dolores's master plan. So I uh, generally liked it and looking forward to the next episode. All right. Very good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, it was a pretty solid episode. Uh, There's a couple of things that were confusing. Like Eric mentioned, the, the Caleb bank scene, it, didn't seem like it was necessary in a sense. And I was, just, I'm still scratching my head why people weren't running and screaming when there are guns firing in the middle of a party. Um, but generally uh, the episode was pretty solid. Uh, I did uh, have a lot of interest in Sharak now uh, because now I'm hoping he moves up to the forefront and, and starts becoming a main character instead of just, a, you know, five minutes here and there. Because uh, he's becoming interesting, plus I, I've always loved Vin, uh, Vin Cancel anyway as an actor. Um, and, uh, yeah, Dolores' plan. I'm, I'm still want to know if she, if she's a, a true villain or something else. And so it'll be interesting to see where we're going. Uh, but, yeah, all in all, a uh, solid episode. Mike? 
Yeah, I, I think this might be my favorite episode of the season, actually, just because I think it moved really well. It gave us some good revelations that were that that made some sense at the way they, they justified it. Uh, they got all the characters in. And and I am really curious now to see, you know, what happens next week, um, you know, as, and, and like actively interested in what happens next week, not just, oh, OK, I'm curious where this is going. So. Yeah, I uh, yeah, so I really liked it. Well, and and for me, I think an important distinction in my mind is that now we're back to what's going to happen next instead of what the fuck is going on. Uh, and to me, I enjoy I enjoy what's going to happen next more than what the fuck is going on. Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's true. That's true. I, I do like how the tricks they're playing here are kind of, unless they do something really fishy, but uh, the tricks they've played here are kind of disappearing quick and giving us the answers rather than uh, like season one and season two, where the, we find out in the episode eight, the big twist, but there still could be one that you never know with these folks. Uh, it's true. Well, people yeah. forget that part of the joy of season one, unless you know, you, uh, you had great. it spoiled, you, you yeah. had it spoiled for you is that you didn't know that there was, you, you didn't really know the puzzle that right. you were supposed to be looking at, right? Because they, they, they put all the focus on, on the maze and the maze was the red herring that was in theory supposed to keep you distracted from looking at William and Bernard and Arnold. And those were the really where the, the twists and, and Dolores, and that's where the twist came from. Um, and in hindsight, when you go back and watch it, they're they're totally earned. They're there. All the evidence is there if you look for it, but you weren't looking for it. Mm-hmm. And you know, you got to remember that Christopher Nolan is the guy who wrote the Prestige, right? So I think he knows. Oh, you mean knows Jonathan to, Nolan? You mean uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Nolan? Yeah, Jonathan Nolan. So he understands a thing or two about about how to pull off a trick. And yeah. I don't mean like the girl at the party. So um, I don't know. Yeah, she can make appendix appear. She was pretty hot, though. I'll tell you. Sorry, um, listen. Indeed. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I agree, Mike. All right. So uh, next week, uh, the episode's called Genre. Uh, so very vague. Um, who knows what it'll be mean? Uh, Anna Foster is directing it. Carrie Krause and Jonathan Nolan are writing it. Uh, we'll get into any of that information really next week. Uh, Mother of Exiles, no information yet on uh, the viewership, but we'll find that out next week as well. Um, so, uh, once again, send emails to darkdiscussions at AOL.com and give us your thoughts on their episodes, as Sean Fox has just done. Uh, also, join us on Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group and uh, continue discussing Westworld over there, along with any other genre-related things that you want to talk about, uh, whether it's um, superheroes or video games or horror films or whatnot. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, Ozark season three, for example. Uh, oh, and and you can come on to come on and talk about Westworld, and we can make fun of your stupid ideas next week. Yes, there you and go. I'm we sure. can berate, we can belittle you then. But Mike, all you have to do is say, as you you said, pretty much every episode this week. I mean this this season, which is. Go back and listen to seasons one and two of our podcast, and you'll see that we didn't know what we were even talking about. So. Well, and, and, and just to throw this out there, if you want to go to our uh, webpage, there's a link to our Patreon account, 
Or if you want to, you can pay us to belittle you. Hey, there's that. And you can even go to to uh, places like iTunes. Uh, sorry, the iTunes store, and uh, give us five star ratings for belittling you. <laughs> That's right. And the thing is, is when I say or any of us say people stupid, we're also talking about ourselves, I guess, too, because we're people. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So technically, yeah. There you go. All right. So uh, I guess with all that stated, Eric, why don't you leave us up? All right, thanks for tuning in and listening to us talk about Season 3, Episode 4. We'll be back next week with another one. Happy birthday, Eric. Thank you. Yes, yes. Forgot about it. Sorry, again, forgot about it twice now. You should be, you should be honored. <laughs> I usually only forget people's birthdays once. <laughs>